Welcome to the City Ready Podcast. Today we'll talk with Shelby Naden, a City Ready engineer and the traffic operations manager, about the Park Marina Drive corridor study. Park Marina Drive is a hot topic for the community right now because it backs right up to one of the most picturesque riverfront areas in Reading, and it's currently under review for improvements. One of the things that is a really key point to remember is that the city doesn't actually own the property along Park Marina Drive. And this project is not intended to be a land use study. So this is just a transportation study to help connect the Park Marina Drive area with the larger transportation improvements that are occurring right now throughout the downtown area. Community input is vital to the success of any improvement project in the city, and this one's no different. Right now is the time. Shelby and the public work teams are currently asking for feedback on the best way to move forward with improvements in the Park Marina Drive area. So if you want your voice heard and want to lend your thoughts to this project, now is the time. Right. And there are a lot of details that go into this project. So there are maps. There are idea proposals with you know tra- transportation routes and bike lanes and a lot of other things. So we're going to include those in the show notes where you'll find links to those maps, slide decks, community forums, mailing lists, and more on how you can get involved in this exciting project. My name is Shelby Naden. I'm the traffic operations manager for the city of Reading. I work in the engineering department. And I am the city project manager for the Park Marina Corridor Phasing Plan. And we have consulted with TJKM and Association of Placeworks to assist with the creation of the plan. Great. Thanks, Shelby. We are glad you're here with us today to talk about this really important project. Park Marina Drive, the stretch that's in question or being discussed is that stretch from the Highway 44 overpass, uh, you know, adjacent to the convention center, all the way down uh, Cypress Ave. What's the current status of Park Marina and why is this project even in consideration? Yeah, so existing, it's a four-lane roadway at times. There's a couple areas of constraint, but really it's kind of a missing gap in our transportation network right now. The drive to have some sort of plan moving forward for Park Marina Drive has been been an ongoing thing. It was identified in our riverfront-specific plan back in the 90s as a focus area, and the riverfront-specific plan was to tell by the name. It was kind of a land-use document for the area specifically along the river, so Park Marina Drive, Turtle Bay, those areas, trying to determine the best facilities to bring the river to the community, vice versa. And also in our general plan and the transportation element, there's a couple goals that reference Park Marina Drive specifically. We have a goal to reinforce urban land use patterns in the downtown area. And downtown Reading, Park Marina Drive, Turtle Bay, and the Civic Center areas were identified as a target area to establish motorized and non-motorized modes of travel, so multimodal facilities for that area. So, you know, based on the riverfront-specific plan and the general plan and also all the other wonderful things we've had going on in the downtown area, we felt like it was time to really create a plan for the Park Marina Corridor to close those gaps. So to the north, you have the Sacramento River Trail and Turtle Bay and the Civic Auditorium. To the east, there's the Dana to Downtown Trail that takes you up to the, you know, major shopping areas. And then to the south, there's the Parkview Riverfront Trail, which is also kind of part of the Sacramento River Trail system. And then to the west, obviously, there's downtown. We have several active transportation program projects in that area. We recently completed the Diesel Horse to Downtown Project. We have a bike facility project coming soon that's going to encompass Trinity Street and Continental Street and Butte Street. And then we were also recently successful with our Turtle Bay to Downtown Gap Completion Project, and that will include enhanced facilities 
for the 44 overcrossing and then going into the Civic Auditorium and Turtle Bay. So just with all of these these existing projects, planned projects, it it just made sense timing-wise to really take a look at Park Marina Drive and figure out what the best options would be for that area. Can you just tell us currently what's happening in regard to the Park Marina Drive project? Yeah, so a little bit of history first. We've been working on it for about a year, and last year we did have our first public outreach meeting. And at that meeting, we took several alternatives to the public for comment. And since that time, we've been revising the alternatives and also working with the landowners and the stakeholders for the area to refine those and come up with an alternative that we think will suit the needs of the area and also just based on the feedback we got from the public. And we are having our second public outreach meeting next week. And Shelby, maybe you can clear up some misconceptions too about the Park Marina Drive corridor. You know, the city doesn't actually own the property that's sitting right along Park Marina Drive. So maybe you can talk a little bit about who owns that property and how the city is working to incorporate some transportation planning in an area that there's not technically ownership. Right. So that's, that was one of the biggest things. And we, we did try to address that at the first outreach was exactly we don't own any of that land. And this plan is not a land use analysis. This is strictly a corridor study. So we're looking at pretty much our right of way as the city with minimal right of way takes. How can we enhance this corridor for, you know, long term vision? But you know, at the same time, it's really important that we take into account the the desires of those landowners and then try to anticipate future development in that area because we want to make sure whatever plan we end up with is going to enhance, facilitate, and hopefully encourage more growth down there. So over the last year, we have been working closely with the Futures family and other stakeholders and also receiving information from the residents in that area specifically, just to make sure moving forward, we have a really cohesive plan to, again, work well with the residential neighborhood that's there, as well as set the stage for for future growth on the land development side closer to the river. So yeah, it's not a land use analysis document. It is strictly a corridor study for the right of way. However, it is really important that we've been working closely with the landowners to make sure whatever we end up doing out there is going to be received well by everybody. And Shelby, speaking of the timeline, you mentioned this project started sometime last year and and there's community forums and workshops happening now and, and for the foreseeable future. What is the overall timeline on the project? And also, once you have community input and have, have made decisions on, on what direction to go, what also is the timeline for actual implementation of these improvements? Hopefully, like I said, we're going to have our second outreach next week. And after that, we're hoping to really settle on the conceptual design and then move into more technical design and actually getting a draft plan created And hopefully we will have that final plan this year. And our goal is to use it for an ATP application for next cycle. So that's active transportation program. Several of our projects downtown received active transportation program funding. So we would like to submit an application to that program next year for the Park Marina Drive area. And if we're successful, uh, there is a fairly long process for moving through a project when it's ATP construction is usually four or five years out. So, and that's if we're, if we're successful. So maybe application 2022, construction, maybe 2026 or 2027, depending on how that process goes. Maybe you can also talk about some of the 
different options for this? Because I know part of the community outreach and community input is asking people what they'd like to see in the area. What are the options that you're presenting for people and what are some of the choices that the community is is weighing in on? We initially started with bike lanes on both sides and a shared use path all along Park Marina from the overcrossing down to Parkview. And uh, there was some concerns from the residents about, you know, driveway access and, um, you know, them entering and exiting the roadway. But then also there was a lot of responses about that shared use path asking, you know, why don't we put it along the river? And that was a, that was a huge comment. Uh, and then another thing, too, was, again, going back to that shared use path, we spoke about, you know, this isn't a land use document and we do have the right of way constraints. But we did speak with the landowners on the, you know, the east side butting up against the river. And there is a possibility of having that shared use path follow along the river for a section of Park Marina Drive. So we are going to present that as well. And we're going to have that incorporated into the plan. And another thing, too, is this next go around, we are going to discuss the traffic calming issues in the neighborhood itself. So along Athens, there's a couple intersections, Athens and Rome and then Athens and Olympus, where we're going to try to see in the future, you know, what kind of traffic calming measures might be needed there just to make sure we're looking at the neighborhood as a whole. I actually was going to just clarify that these are options. Like basically what the city is doing is collecting community feedback on the different directions this project should go and, you know, seeing what people like, what people don't like, what kind of reactions you're getting to certain suggestions about this area. And then what happens with all of those suggestions? Do they, you know, does the city then make a final decision on what, what this would look like and can move forward? Or then do those decisions go back to community members to basically vote on? So we are, we've whittled it down. We don't have as many alternatives as we did the first go around. And then actually the second go around, we've taken most of those public comments into account and use those as a basis for some of the design changes. So what we're hoping for is, you know, after this next round of comments, we'll have enough information then that we can then at that point take our conceptual designs and make some firm decisions on what needs to go into the plan and then move forward from there. And Shelby, as a, as a trained expert in this realm, do you, do you yourself have have thoughts on what you'd like to see or is it really uh, putting all these options out to the community and, and seeing what the consensus is? I, so yeah, I go back and forth because I look at it from a broad level overview of the transportation network as a whole, but I always like to hear, you know, what do the people that actually live in this area have to say? What are they concerned about? Because there might be things that they see, you know, whether it's, you know, bike and pet access or something of a traffic nature that they notice that, you know, you would only realize is happening if you were actually spending a good amount of your time in that area. So I do, I, you know, I definitely try to take that into account when we're looking at these designs, you know, what is the best option for, for this area? And Park Marine is interesting too, because again, it has those neighborhoods to the West. It's definitely residential, but then again, you do have you know, all this potential for growth on the east. So how do you make sure you you come up with a facility design that's taking those those residential areas into account while also still facilitating growth for future development, you know, from a commercial perspective? 
you know, we don't know what's going to be going in on that east side at some point. So we're trying to take all that into consideration. Honestly, from a traffic perspective, we are going to do a road diet. So it's four lanes in, in both direct, two lanes in each direction, four lanes total right now with parking on the residential side. And we're not removing parking on the residential side. I know that was a concern. But from a safety perspective, with the road diet, we're going to have one travel lane in each direction with a center turn lane. And that's going to be beneficial for reducing rear end crashes, left turn crashes, and and also just ease of, of access for the residences, because now you have a safe place to turn into when you're, you know, entering or exiting your driveway. So strictly from a traffic perspective, I'm, I'm excited about that. And I guess one of the other things, too, so initially we did have bike lanes on both sides of the road. But after public comment, looking at some traffic concerns for the area, talking to the landowners on the eastern side, we've come up with an alternative to keep a cycle track on the east side of the road. And we think this will be the best alternative for actually both the cyclists and, you know, all the other travelers in the area. Because on the, on the west side, you know, you have all of these driveways which is a conflict for, for a bicyclist, right? Every time they pass a driveway, it's a conflict area. So we wanted to come up with an option that's what's the least amount of conflict for both the motorists, you know, and the pedestrians and the bicyclists. And it's still, it's a good multimodal facility and still facilitates the development in the future. And with regard to funding on these, Shelby, how how is both this research and development stage as well as the eventual project construction itself. How is that being funded and and what type of costs uh, would the community be looking at? So um, this plan right now, we received funding from CERTA, Shasta Regional Transportation Agency. So that's how we are funding this study. We have not gotten to the stage of cost estimates yet, but we will get there after we have narrowed down our final alternative. At that point, we'll have the consultant start preparing cost estimates. So it's hard to tell right now. And then we touched on it briefly before, but the Park Marina Corridor is kind of a a hot topic in the community. I think a lot of people are really interested in this area of the city and what's going on here. There's also a lot of misconceptions about just Park Marina. If you could dispel any misconceptions about this project or the area, what would those be? You know, I think, again, the biggest thing was people were hoping that it was going to be looking more at the land use in the area, and it's not. It is strictly a it's a transportation, you know, it's a roadway analysis. So we're strictly looking at transportation related facilities. But that's the biggest point of confusion that I've come across. I think everyone has a pretty good understanding of of what it is we're trying to do. And and they can see how we're just, you know, it's, we're doing this as a connection to our existing and planned transportation facilities as a whole, to try to complete that gap. On the consultant front, you mentioned it's a third-party firm that you're partnering with on this. Why why do we need a consultant on this project? What type of skill sets are they bringing to the table that that uh, you know that we need assistance with from the city's perspective? So we, you know, this is a really large project, and we do try to get more than anything. It's it's good to have that outside perspective. So when you hire a consultant. You know, TJKM is, they're a fairly large company. Placeworks is a fairly large company. They've actually done some studies for us before, as well as TJKM. But they do this for cities all over the state. So they're bringing that knowledge and that experience to the table. You know, they've done this many, many times. They've run into issues with other jurisdictions and other cities. They, you know, they see problems and 
it just gives a better, I guess, just a better source of information for working through some of these issues and coming up with innovative solutions.